Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. This is your daily financial news for Friday, December 17th. And first off, let me just thank each and every one of you. One of the things that I truly enjoy about having a YouTube channel called One Rental at a Time is you, the audience, the growing audience, the growing supporters. I am convinced that uh, we together can truly help close a million transactions. My life mission, if you don't know, is to help you and your friends and your family close one million rental properties. It's going to be a lifetime goal. I understand that, but I know together we can do it. And just as an example of how awesome each and every one of you are, we have been doing this um, Toys for Tots challenge. Uh, Basically, I think it was three weeks ago, we announced that uh, we are going to be donating or matching the first $2,000 donated for Toys for Tots. So the good news is we got to that goal late last night, early this morning. Thank you very much for each and every contribution. It is awesome. But what I really, really just once again reminds me of how awesome you are is three or four of you reached out to me this morning and said, Michael, I know today's the last date. The last we heard we were at $1,500. I will make up the difference. That is so generous, so thoughtful, and um, just just amazing. You, you all rock. And I know, again, together, as I continue to create daily content, you like the ones that you like, you share it, you invite others. We will grow this channel. This channel is ours. We're going to continue to do the work. We're not going to get distracted by stimulus or stocks or anything. We're going to be a real estate channel. I'm going to continue to bring you eight or nine multimillionaires every week. And if you like the content, share it, like it, subscribe. I know for a fact that do the work works. I know there are some times in the market where making money is easy. Well, It's not, and it's just as easy, if not easier, to lose it, and I'm afraid a lot of people are realizing that over the last couple of days. So again, do the work. Whatever you are doing, whether it's crypto, stocks, uh, whatever, make sure you do the work. Don't gamble. Don't bet on momentum. Don't follow some other channel just because they said some name several times. You do your own work. There are amazing ways to make money in stocks, in ETFs, in indexes, in crypto. But please, it's your money. You do the work. Don't you walk into a casino, ask the person next to you, what number do you feel lucky with? Because you're going to get what you're going to get. And you're probably not going to like it. So at least if you're going to lose money, do the work yourself, right? Own that. Don't 
be hearing, uh, you know, several months going, hey, so-and-so made me do it. It's their fault. No, it's your fault. So in the end, folks, there's lots of ways to make money. I have chosen to make mine real estate. Again, it's easier. It's slower. Real estate investing is much, much slower. Yes, you can have big downturns, but five years in the making, at least in my market last time. So lots of stuff, uh, lots of stuff going on. Today looks to be a uh, very interesting day uh, across risk assets. So be careful out there. A couple of things that I am pretty excited that I called out early. Uh, I called out the buy now, pay later. About 90 days ago, I gave you an example uh, when I talked about potentially buying courtside seats to a particular basketball game. I checked out the buy now, pay later and was astonished at the interest rates being charged. And I shared with you on the daily financial news that somebody's going to have to step up and call BS on this. And it looks like consumer protectionism is at least poking at it, seeing what's going on, uh, because some of these buy now, pay laters seem to be charging down near usury rates uh, and also not reporting on credit in lots of other things. A lot of um, interesting things going on in that space. So I'm glad to see that some... Uh, Consumer protectionism is at least poking at it and seeing what's under the covers. In addition to that, we talked about Kathy Wood and her strategy of buying growth at any cost was a strategy that worked when the Fed was on her side. We talked about this six months ago, and I indicated that this strategy can't continue to work. It's kind of like trees don't grow to the moon or the sky or the sun or whatever that thing is. You have to be careful. You have to pivot. And anytime you have a Wall Street broker that's hot, like the number one and then the number two, you know, back-to-back -back years, you have to be careful because that strategy doesn't work. It doesn't work all the time. And they are, they are just, they're people. Kathy Wood is a person just like you and I. And when you are high on the hog and you are the number one dog two years in a row, why would you change? You, you're courted by all the media to talk. Of course, you're going to continue to say your $500,000 or $500,000 call on this and your whole Tesla this and all of that. It worked for you. Why would you change? Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that came in late and they are getting crushed and they don't know why because they didn't do the work themselves. Looks like the UK and yes, even New York City are getting wrecked by this uh, latest variation, uh, looks like, um, I want to say Wall Street, but that's not right. Um, Broadway, Broadway once again has turned the lights off in New York, at least for a little while. Uh, there's talk about sporting events reducing capacity again. The Toronto Raptors are the first to do that. So it looks like this thing is in front of us. It's going to be creating some noise for probably the next four to six weeks. Um, yeah, be, you know, it's the recovery stocks. Like for example, Darden restaurant released really good earnings today. They beat top and bottom and Darden raised guidance. That's generally speaking what you want, right? You want to beat revenue, beat earnings and raise, right? Beat and raise, beat and raise. Darden is in the restaurant business. And as we just saw in New York and the UK and Germany and other areas, they're now locking down pubs and all of these other things. So is that in front of us? 
I don't know, but it's certainly a risk to think about. Winnebago, another beat uh, top and bottom. The one thing I would poke out at Winnebago, right, Winnebago RVs, recreational vehicles, is are they just burning off backlog? Folks, you got to remember, there were a lot of companies that were in the right place at the right time when this crisis happened, and Winnebago is one of them. Right? When you can't go anywhere and socialize with folks, what do you do? Well, some people buy a second home and some people buy an RV. So they are probably burning off their backlog because, again, it takes the time to buy these RVs. So if I was looking at Winnebago, I would try to understand their income statement to see what is transitioned off of backlog into production and what is going on with new orders. Because eventually, just like Peloton, Peloton is a great example. The first movers, the people that want it, the people that have the money buy it. But RVs last years and decades. It's not like you need two. So I would be curious about Winnebago's backlog. FedEx beat top and bottom. And oh, by the way, raised shipping rates. FedEx talked about fuel costs going up, labor going up, but they raised shipping Right, So again, this is a company a la just like Chipotle nine months ago. We raised the minimum wage. Two weeks later, we raised the cost of your burrito bowl. This is going on across the board. Companies are raising prices because they can. Uh, and again, FedEx beat and raised. Rivian. Woo! These EV plays, they, uh, they, um, they had some multiples on them. Uh, looks like they missed expectations and cut productions. It is um, not good over there. I, I wonder, again, right, uh, my time frame, there was a time when there was dozens of search engines, right? Again, if you are a new investor in the uh, EV space, I would ask you to at least consider and go back and look at the search engines. There was a time when there were dozens of them, and they all had crazy, crazy crazy stock prices. Fast forward a year, Google won, the others died. Ask Jeeves comes to mind. So be very, very careful. U.S. Steel. U.S. Steel is interesting, right? It makes stuff. Uh, it missed top and bottom. Yeah, it missed top and bottom. And it also lowered demand and had higher expenses. Kind of all bad, right? Let me think. I want to sell less and have higher expenses. U.S. Steel really needs that infrastructure bill to kick in, right? Highways, bridges, railways, things of that nature. But yeah, U.S. Steel was, um, that, that was a surprisingly negative report when I, uh, when I read the summary this morning. It was kind of crazy. I don't know if you guys are watching what's going on in Turkey, but we, are, we may be seeing our generation or our times, um, we may see a currency go poof right in front of us. Don't know if it's going to happen, but boy, if you're living in Turkey right now, you are, it's got to be tough. You just had 21.7% inflation last month. You just had yet another interest rate cut, not raised, cut. And oh, by the way, they just raised minimum wage 50%. If you are a small business in Turkey and your minimum wage employees just got a 
raise? What are you going to do? Well, if you can stay in business, you must raise prices. Raising prices increases inflation. Again, I've said this before. If I was in Turkey, I would be doing everything I could to get my wealth out of the Turkish currency into gold or silver or crypto or something else. The government seems hell-bent on destroying the purchasing power of their currency. Yeah, it's it's not good. And the and this is a um a different approach to inflation. If you go back a la watch Paul Volcker, we had crazy inflation in the 70s and early 80s. What did he do? He raised rates and kept raising rates. Well, Turkey is taking a different approach. They're cutting. And they're instituting wage increases of 50%. I don't know how a small business can survive. It is... It's... It's, it's tough. It's, it's hard to think about. Something very interesting going on. Again, I think the stock market is still selling off. Obviously, on this live, I can't see what's going on. But the 10-year treasury is also falling. That is interesting. Really, what it tells me is people are afraid. Right now, we just heard the Fed's going to raise rates three years. They're going to taper and be done by March. Rate, the 10-year treasury should go up. Should. But now, today... People are afraid and they are rushing to the 10-year treasury and the yields are falling. I don't suspect that will continue for weeks on weeks on week, but when fear takes hold, interesting things can happen. Interesting that the New York Fed president uh, came out this morning and said, great news, folks. Rates are going up. I feel great about the economy. Basically trying to tell us, folks, that the fact that the Fed can raise rates and potentially raise rates three times next year is a great thing because our economy is strong. Unfortunately, there's a lot of folks today that are in pain because they were, you know, went from don't bet against the Fed to the Fed's not your friend. And there's been pain in the market the last couple of days and it might continue. But again, the New York president is saying, good news, the economy is strong. The economy can handle three rate rises next year. It's, it's true, uh, but probably doesn't feel good if you're having a bad red day. I did get an interesting question or comment yesterday. Obviously, I am not a stock guy. I've, I've uh, suffered my losses uh, before. Uh, but I, somebody said, hey, Michael, do me a favor. Go buy a firm. Or no, it wasn't a firm. It was SoFi. Sorry. Let's get the example right. Go buy SoFi. And um, I would not want to wish my bad luck on anyone. Uh, so no, I will not be buying stocks. I've said it many times before, but haven't said it in a while. I will buy stocks again, but it will only be after capitulation. I will get into stocks when they are down 40 or 50%. Uh, I will be a trader, not an investor. I will, I will be looking to buy near the bottom hold for a little while, and then get out. In the meantime, I am simply a real estate guy. I will be taking the capital that I have and raised and looking to buy more units going forward. That's what I do. That's what I am. That's what this channel is about. I watch stocks because it does have an impact on psychology. I happen to live in the Silicon Valley, and it will be interesting to watch if the stock market truly gets into a bear market. I suspect real estate in the Bay Area will slow down.
A lot of the down payments for real estate in the Bay Area come from RSUs, restricted stock units, used to be options. And if that goes away or people feel less secure, their stock is in half, they may not buy as much. Real estate out here is freaking nuts. And then lastly, let's talk about good old California. Gavin Newsom, congratulations. California has seen a 38% drop in people moving to California. These people are moving to other places a la Texas. Uh, on top of that, the Bay Area has seen, or the California has seen 12% more move outs. San Francisco, Mayor Breed, I think it is, you get the booby prize. 45% drop in people moving to San Francisco. It is expensive, it stinks, it's unsafe, crime is rampant. And oh, by the way, 12% of your residents, again, if you live in the city, you make some money. 12% of you have moved out of San Francisco, likely because it is not safe to be there. Again, this is going on, and I said this about a year ago. California, the Bay Area specifically, you need to watch out. We have relied on a constant uh, repopulation of the next engineers, the next computer scientists, the next biotech. And what has happened over the last two years is those college graduates, those PhDs, those masters, they have gone elsewhere. California, you are in trouble. Gavin Newsom, this is your fault. Again, 38% drop in people coming to California. It's too expensive. Homelessness is out of control. Affordability is nuts. And if we don't have that next biotech, that next tech, that next, all of these things, you are going to continue to see net migration out. You are going to continue to see companies leave. And you're going to get what you're going to get. And uh, San Francisco specifically, you have made some horrible decisions. You now have rampant crime, break-ins, all of these things, cars. It is not safe and people are leaving. And I say this as a California resident of nearly 50 years. It's just a bad, bad time. So at the end, folks, that's what I got for you today. It is Friday. I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you have a great weekend. If your kids are getting out, make some memories, take some pictures, have some fun. Take care. And again, thank you so much for getting us to the Toys for Tots goal. That is amazing. And again, remember, folks, on One Rental at a Time, we are trying to help a million people. In order to do that, when you like something on the channel, like, subscribe, comment, and share on social media. Take selfies. Invite others to join the family so, again, we can get positive people here and we can all uh, do the work. Just do the work. Okay? Take care. Bye-bye.